0: Sonic. State. Not all.
1: So, hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk number 190. Gosh, ten away from the big 200. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I haven't got plans yet, but I'm going to start formulating them soon. But uh, this week is, uh, is a sort of milestone, because it's uh, on the turn of, the, of a ten. And uh, to celebrate the fact, we've got a special guest in the form. Well, two special guests, uh, in addition to our, our, our uh, regular special guests. We've got Miss Tara Bush. Calling in from Cardiff. Hello, hey Tara, how are you? I'm great, very great. How
2: are you?
1: I'm good too. I'm glad. I'm glad you could good. make it. We've also got uh, Math Lewis, who is your partner in crime uh, over there.
2: Mm-hmm. Hello, lots of crime.
1: Ah, okay, the criminals <laughs> yeah. are with us. TaraBush.com, yes. Analog Suicide, all of those things, and uh, and um, yes, I'm. I, but I'm doing fine. I've just got here from. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do the introductions because then I've got something. I've got a, an interesting fact to tell you. Um, but oh. so Math Lewis. Tara Bush, analogsuicide uh, Where else could people? What other stuff do you have to to, to play? What's a redballoonscore.com?
2: Yes, yeah. that's
1: it. Okay, which we'll be talking about a little bit later, and, uh, and, and and various other places. You've got an enormous number of twitters on follow uh, follower on twitters. Follow us on Twitter. Good God, I'm, I'm tongue-tied tongue at the moment. Twits. <laughs> Twits. Yeah, a regular tweeter. <laughs> I've been following you because you've, uh, you've, uh, you've just come into the UK, but we'll talk about that again. I'll introduce the rest of my guests. We've also got from GeForceSoftware.com, Dave Spears. How are you, Dave?
3: Hello. I'm, I'm all right,
1: thanks. Surely good. Dave is uh, in the mic. You're on the new laptop, which uh, for some reason the USB mic doesn't agree with. Um, so we're, we're um, in a kind of ambient recording vibe today.
3: Yeah, I'm going to mute and stuff when I'm not talking, so hopefully it'll make your life a little easier.
1: It's very quiet in there, so you haven't got the fans going, so that's good.
3: I have no fans. And I have no lights. Every single light bulb, blue. Really?
1: That's a little <laughs> concerning.
3: Every single one, so I'm That sounds like Close Encounters of the
1: Third Kind is about to happen.
3: Mm. <laughs> so I figured I'd just work by monitor light.
1: Oh, okay. The, gl- the eerie glow. Well, Dave, <laughs> I'm glad you, you pulled out all the stops. You know, you limped, you made it through all the adversity. Thank you very much, Dave, g4software.com. And also, on the other side of the States, uh, on the side of the States, other side of the Atlantic, we've got Mr. Rich Hilton. How are you doing, Rich? Very well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. You're sounding. You, you and I are the most. Um, High fidelity of the the group, which doesn't say much for a bunch of audio professionals, does it? God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, glad to have you aboard, Rich. Thanks for joining us, too. Uh, Rich Hill, and of course, uh, from Camp Chic, and where he, he, he mans the controls of Le Crib, which is uh, norridge 's Rogers' personal studio, amongst many other things. Um, MySpace.com forward slash Hiltonius. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a bit, little bit flustered today because I had to, a quick dash. We had a meet the teacher thing, and uh, I met the teacher um, for my daughter's school. It's that uh, she's starting new year, and I found out something which will we'll, maybe some of you will appreciate the re- relevance, and some of you may not. But basically, one of the, the, uh, my daughter's teachers used to be in Pan's People. Dave Spears will Yay! understand what that means. Pan's That's People. Wow. I can't tell you.
2: Can you guys oh, enlighten me as to what? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, Pans I, I, people. Hands people were,
1: um, on, uh, there used to be a UK pop show called Top of the Pops, oh, of which course. is basically, you know, the, the, you know, well, everybody knows about that, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they used to, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, they used to have a little dance section where the dancers would uh, f- uh, oh, freely interpret. Told me about this. Freely interpret one of the popular tunes of the day, and she was one of those.
2: So me, were these um, somehow? Were they before or after? Math, what's the? Is it Lips Ink or something like that?
1: Legs and Co. Legs and Co. Legs
2: and Co. They yeah. were yeah, before. They <laughs>
1: were before. Were they before Legs and Co. I think. No, but,
4: yeah, they were yeah. After, they, they were before Legs and Co. Yeah.
1: Right. The original. <laughs> yeah. And right. even um, more. This is. This is also a bit of extra. She was after that. She was also one of Benny Hill's Hill's Angels. Wow. But there I am. She's telling me about my daughter's education. And all I can do is uh, um, kind of think about her running around in a nurse's outfit, slapping Benny Hill on the back of the head in in, in, in high speed sort of comedy action. You'll have. I, I, I wondered, I also was wondering exactly how healthy it would be, how far I should go on YouTube looking for a, a, a sort of the, the shot where I could recognise it was her. I don't, I, I don't know if I should, but anyway, I just thought I'd, I'd toss that little bit of information like, like in there. Make
2: this short. You should do it.
3: <laughs> maybe <laughs> <should>. maybe <laughs> so. Maybe so. She probably. She might know Howard Scar's missus.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
3: Yes, because she was in Benny Hill.
1: Good grief! I can't believe right. there are so many connections. Anyway, on <laughs> with on with the topics. Tara, we're here yes. to, uh, to 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 catch up with you, and and uh, yes. you've you've moved to the UK, right?
2: Yes. Yes, I have. Well, I'm here. You're here. I'm lurking. Lurking. So, how's it
1: been for you? How's the how you settled in? You, you I'm guessing you're well over the jet lag now.
2: Yeah, finally. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, Maff's, Maff's family lives here in um, in Cardiff, and I, we're loving it here. It's wonderful. So it's it's been a beautiful summer, and it's um it's just been a really great place to come and and concentrate and get some new work done, and it's um. From my perspective, it's a really, really great, um, a really great, inspiring, creative environment over here for, for the both of us. So, um, yeah, I, I really dig it. It's great.
1: Excellent. So, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you've even had a great summer for Wales, which uh, must be kind yes. of, must be, you know, it's quite a, quite an honor. Cause usually, I mean, it's yeah. always the joke, isn't there? You're driving across the bridge to Wales between England and, uh, the, uh, Mm-hmm. And Wales, and it usually starts raining about halfway across. That's generally my experience. <laughs> I've
0: that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've heard, we haven't had a lot of that, so it's been, it's been really That's cool. That's been
1: so. fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so, so, yeah. so, so uh, what so I, uh, we did meet, didn't we? We met at the uh, screening of the. Oh no, gosh, no, oh, uh, Joan of Arc. Arc the Joan of Arc in Bristol. Mm-hmm. That's right. Where we we yes. we caught up, and you were telling me you were working on some soundtrack stuff. Then I've got a few clips of mm-hmm. uh, of those, which I, hopefully I can play a little bit uh, during the show. But tell us a little bit about the project that you've been working on. Uh, I, I'm guessing has that been your main creative focus for the, the 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 not too distant past, or you've got other stuff on the go too.
2: We've got, we've got quite a few different things. I mean, math and I are um, collaborating on a new project. Um, I mean, well, reversing a little bit, let's see. It's um, the red balloon was something that actually was math's idea. Um, I want to say as far back as 2004 and we've been talking about doing, doing scores and stuff like that for, for quite a while. So um I finally, after the first record Pilfisher Lane was done, I finally sat down and decided to, you know, put a score together on it, but it took quite a long time. Um, we were in Los Angeles when I started it, and then we moved across the country to North Carolina and then moved over here, and in all the meantime, I was working on that score, so it's kind of a direction where, where I've wanted to go musically, and that particular movie was just one that I loved very, very, very much when I was a kid, and um I thought that you know just visually it was such a such a good choice because I think you know stylistically my music is very very childlike and dark and bizarre, so um we just kinda um eventually got around to doing it and so what that is now is it's kind of a precursor to what we're up to now, which I think um math is quite good at explaining that so i'll pass it over to him to explain uh, what we're doing now
1: ah well so, I, I wanted to uh, um just quickly give you an outline because the uh, the red uh the red balloon obviously uh was made in 1956 by albert lamoris yes. who uh, tragically died making a documentary in about 1970 but right. I, I was swatting up a little bit on uh on um w- wikipedia if there is such a if that's not an oxymoron and uh, yeah. i realized that it, not only did it win the palm door um for yep. 1956 it won an oscar for best screenplay mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. i didn't realize this but it was one of the apparently the most widely distributed film outside of mainstream cinemas because every single school received, or lots and lots of schools in america received 16 mil copies
0: yes that's, the school, see, that's how i first is
1: saw that how you saw it, it? Was
2: in school. Yeah, and I just remember it really sticking with me, and it was just such a harrowing, intense film, and it's it's a really special piece. It's, it's crazy, so.
1: I bet you did. Did you know that uh, Albert Maurice also, and this, this is completely left field, invented Risk, the game Risk, the, the board game? in
2: 1957 oh my god that's a
1: brilliant <laughs> you, oh. I mean, well, he sounds like a, he's a very creative guy but that's just sort of completely yeah, yeah. sort of out there obtuse kind of alternative thing to have done really kind of yeah crazy
2: How, yeah that's that's very uh broad on the spectrum it is it? i mean and when so, you think
1: when you think about it now you know that's the risk is what um what students play in their in their dressing gowns when they stay up all night in you know in their in their lodgings i, I i've heard Mm-hmm. Is, what happens? is it the same in the States? I don't know if Risk is uh, quite the same thing, probably.
2: Yeah, we oh, we yeah. actually yeah played that a lot growing up. So, yeah, sure. All I remember
1: <laughs> is there's loads and loads and loads and loads of parts to it that are probably very yeah. easy to lose.
0: Yeah, well, that's, I'm, thinking,
5: I'm thinking <laughs> so, there could be a sequel, Red Balloon in Irkutsk. <laughs> <laughs> Red so, Balloon in Kamchatka. Ah. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's right but, uh, it was all
4: it was all the pre uh, ussr names wasn't it which i think half of them have come back now oh of yeah of
1: course because i suppose it would have been all the individual like the belarus and the, all of that stuff yeah of
0: course
1: yeah <laughs> wow uh, well let me i would like to play a little bit of something from the um uh from the soundtrack which which mm-hmm. uh, and i uh, my personal favorite um Is this one, which is which you've called? You very kindly sent me a couple of uh, MP3s over. So, uh, do you mind if Mm -hmm. I play a little bit? This is uh, "Wandering Lost to Bakery."
0: Yes. (laughs) Right,
1: I'll just let me just play this. was uh one of these the, the the large scenes uh in the film and i'm guessing it sounds very french actually is that was <laughs> that intentional i mean there is a frenchness to it but which and i don't know whether that's just me imposing my own kind of uh, sort of uh, thoughts on it or whether it's actually for real what would you say
2: no I, I i don't think i had any kind of um yeah it wasn't wasn't intentional i think it was uh i i uh... Yeah, it was just realistically what popped into my head. But I think I'm I'm sure that the you know the visuals um in my subconscious sort of pulled some of that out of me, I suppose. But it sort of yeah, it wasn't intentional though. But um yeah. It was the I think the way that I approached that score was that I really wanted it to be music, and this might be, I'm going to try and explain this, but sure, I, I thought of it as the music that was going on in the little boy's head and how he was seeing the world. And um, yeah, so it, it was, it wasn't so much as a um, an accompaniment to the visual. I thought I was trying to approach it as as uh how the little boy was singing oh, okay i
1: see yeah 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 that's yeah. an interesting way of looking at it actually and it it is like so, you say it, it is very sort of childlike in a in a but you know but not in a naive way it's just got that kind of dreamy quality yeah and some of the themes yeah. are very quite quite complicated i mean did you kind of did they evolve or did you do you have that moment where you watch the scene and you think that's the tune i need i mean how do you kind of how did you do that
2: it was it's funny because there there was um one particular song that um that I had written before I approached doing the score. And I think I, I pulled quite a bit of the score from that one song because I thought that it was a really good general theme uh-huh. for the score, which is um these think It's kind of a da, da 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 dun dun dun. And um so I thought, God, that's just a really nice general thread to go through it. And then um there are a few other little songs and ideas that I had that I kind of um uh, got uh, pulled the score from so oh, okay yeah, I mean some of it came from songs, and then some of it just kind of kind of wove into it move into a big score, so it was, um, a lot of it did come from pre existing songs, but they just happened to fit um, uh fit the film stylistically, so oh, yeah, yeah i see i see
1: um, I've, yeah. just been, I've just been 've just been um notified Mark Tinley is on um on board, I'm just going to go and grab him if that's all right with everybody. Hello, thank you very much for joining us. LikeBeing.com, indeed. Uh, we were just talking to Tara about um, the, the film score um, uh, for Red Balloon that she's been doing. Um, this just to get this straight, this is a kind of unofficial, you just kind of wanted to work on this, is that right, Tara? This is a kind of, uh, yeah, a- it's
2: a, yeah, it was, it was just kind of out, out of love, and um, it was, it was something that again, Math and I wanted to kind of go more in the direction of doing doing film and music, but I mean, ever since we met each other, we wanted to do, do something like this together. And finally it's sort of, it's given us some really good practice yeah. as well. So, uh, but it's, it's just such a great film. So there just, you go. just to be, but just to
4: be clear, just to be clear there. Um, yeah. We, we actually were giving, given given um, advice that it was a silent movie. Cause there's actually no um, uh, audio sort of uh, dialogue. Uh, within the film or right. an incredibly small amount. It's only background That's true, yeah. talking. Um and it, it's incredibly easy. Like say something like Joan of Arc, which has been done by a you know a swathe of people putting um uh soundtracks on the back of it and performing it live. Yeah. Or, 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 like uh, the Will and uh
0: Adrenal yeah.
4: said yeah um did when we were there. Um and it's very, very easy to get the rights for that. Um Unfortunately, this is, is different. This is counted as if you were, um, you know, trying to remake the score to Star Wars. So the, the rights to it are incredibly, um, difficult to get. So nobody can grant the rights apart from the owner of the copyright of the movie. Right. And that happens to be Pascal. Who is a little boy who's now? 15 oh gosh! Or so yeah. you've actually
1: got to communicate directly with well, the little boy in the film. Yeah. What a what a what and, a poetic, be, beautiful thing, sort of.
4: Well, it, it is. I mean, it's 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 something that we we just want to reach the the, the perfect timing to give him the call. I, I mean, I've I've heard interviews with him. He speaks great English. It um, seems <laughs> like seems like a guy that's dealt with such a, a massive thing in his life really well. Because I, I mean, obviously, if you were if you were a star at a very very young age and defined by something as incredible as the red balloon like say you know you that you were the little kid in oliver or something or you know know, all these people that were like child stars sometimes have a relationship
1: The macaulay Culkin springs
4: to mind
0: yeah whatever happened to this whatever happened
2: to the kid in the omen
4: (laughs) (laughs) i hate to think yeah yeah so 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 basically um we're 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 really trying to trying to gear up for what we want to do with it, and the the, the value of of us approaching him and just saying, "Hey, look, remember that that movie that's to uh, find your entire life," and probably every time <laughs> you meet someone new, talks to you about it, and for hours and hours and hours, and tell, tell tells you how many how much it's meant to them. Yeah. Well, you know that, well, we've we've gone and rewritten the score. Um, do you do you mind if we perform it live? <laughs> So I mean, yeah. obviously that's not the case. I mean, Tara's written a score, as she said, from a perspective of of Pascal, which is which is him. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> to go to him and say, "Hey, this is what's going. This was what was going on in your head when you were yeah. seven. Um yeah. You know, it's it's kind of an it's an. You got to, to do. Your, I mean, you've got to pick your moment. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's what quite that's quite what delicate, we're
0: looking to do. Right. I to be
4: quite honest. I, to, to be quite honest, I'm I'm you know shitting myself doing it, but I, we've. <laughs> Got to build up to the uh, to the right the right rhyme and reason to do it. How many and times have
1: you had there with the, the sort of button ready ready to press phone and just thought no on, not yet.
4: Honestly, honestly that's happened on on a couple not <laughs> not many times but on a couple of occasions. I've I've planned to do it that day and I've written a piece of paper. You know I've got well not a piece of paper but you know I've got a a file open with all the details of what I'm going to say to him. And literally I've been there going oh, I just need just to do this do it. a bit more. I just need to check that is this Just worth one more it? drink. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And then Terry just walks in an hour later and finds me lying on the floor asleep uh... after, after, <laughs> a, after, a, after a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> oh, bless.
1: Uh, well, I mean, Rich, you said that you saw it um, in the States. It was something that you saw through, through uh, school, right?
5: Yes, yes. It was one of two French films I remember from my childhood, the other being Umbrellas of Cherbourg.
1: Ah, was that the, um, that surreal one, wasn't it? The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, like, one as of those a, surrealist. As
5: to, <laughs> I, I just remember it being a French film with one of those really weird
0: <laughs> soundtracks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember it because it was on. Um, I, I forget when it was on, but I remember seeing it for the first time when I was probably it was on the holidays or something. I don't know, Mark. Did you do you remember seeing it when you were a kid with Red Balloon? Yeah,
6: I do. I do, and. Um, it I is very much a film for children isn't it i mean it's got a lot of stuff in it 14.
1: yeah and it was mm. it's got all that it's got that thing it, it, it reminded me a bit of the, the same thing there was uh, several films that had a similar effect one of them was called kez which was uh, you know yes. like the unfairness of Absolutely. of you know the the kind of how, how bad children can be, and you know, how awful ah. it is to be different in a in a, clo- a small minded society, and which is kind of what The Red Balloon represents. You know, the post war, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff you, read, you can read pages and pages of it, but it kind of there's a number of films that reach out in that certain way. I don't know, um, Dave, did, did, did I hear you agreeing there? It has the same sort of emotional that content? Was ah. That was me.
4: That was math. Kez, definitely. It's I, I hadn't, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive fan of both of those films, enormous fan of Kez. I, I actually watched it again. Um, a couple of months ago, and it's just amazing. Really, really, really brilliant film. Oh, God, it's um,
1: a weeper, isn't it?
4: <laughs> it does. It, oh, terrible. But the Red Balloon is, the Red Balloon stands up, um, really, really stands up. I mean, for a film yeah. made in the, the, the mid to late 50s, um, it's, it's just incredible that it, it stands up so well. And seriously, at times, going in to see when Tara's scoring, there's certain parts you just can't watch. I just, I just can't believe that yeah, you can sit there and score true. them even though I've probably seen them now 20, 30, 40 times, I just, there's certain parts I'm just, oh, I can't watch this. Bit. It's terrible. Did
1: Tara, so did you happened. find yourself weeping while you were, while you were scoring this at any point or have you managed to harden yourself to the. Uh,
2: no, the- no. I think it's important that I didn't, that I didn't become jaded to it because I, I just wanted, it's just one of those things where I wanted to um, <laughs> go as, go as emotionally um, extreme as I could to get, you know, to get what I needed to get out of it and be as descriptive as what must've been going on in, Mm. in, uh, Pascal's mind when his best friend, the balloon, uh, more or less is, uh, not to spoil the film, but more or less meets a rather sad fate. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, uh... I, 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 um, I wanted to make sure that I just kept very emotional with it. And when we, when we did performances of it, um, very recently, it, there's, a bit uh at the end where i do an awful lot of singing and it's a really emotional part and it's really hard to sing and have that part in mind at the same time <laughs> but it's uh yeah it's hard hard to pull it off but um because i'm like on, on the on the brink of crying every are you gonna time do it live <laughs>
1: <laughs> have like a box yeah. of kleenex next to you if you do it before uh, if you get rah! to pull it off <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, what,
1: yeah. What um, I'd like to do now, if it's all right with everybody, I'm ju- I'd am like to. I, uh, we want to say thank you to our sponsor, but I'll, I'll, straight after that, I'll play another clip, and I'd oh. like uh, maybe Tara or Math, maybe you to sort of choose one.
2: Oh, you could do um, the 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 trolley song. Let's see. Well, there's that, or there's the um, actually balloons rising. Okay, we'll do that. We'll one, do that. That's all got right. the that's got the vocal bit in it that okay. makes all me cry. Oh, right, well, um, and may we'll, we'll I also say out. I was. I was looking on the um the chat room and actually the music in the original film was by Maurice Leroux.
0: Ah, okay, so, I see. Not... Maurice Larue. Was... Sorry about that.
2: But, I, yeah, couldn't, I
1: couldn't find that. I couldn't find that. But uh, thanks to Kiwi Fan, who uh, I would just like to tell you, Kiwi Fan is in fact up at about three thirty in the morning from um, New Zealand. He's a regular listener, and it always humbles me to see me there, to see him there. And I That's always think, cool. I better Why not. There's better not be a bad show. Because I've got someone here <laughs> who's got up so early <laughs> to watch it, but I know that I know for a fact that it's not going to be this week, and never is. I hopefully, at least, not when I've got such great guests. It's usually down to me that the uh, that things fall to pieces. Well, always down to me, oh. I should say. Anyway, but I, at that point, I'd like to say thank you very much to our show sponsors, um, uh, Yamaha um, in the UK have uh, been sponsoring the show for quite some time, and uh, we thoroughly so really appreciate their continued support of the show. Of course, uh, what they Talking about at the moment is the brand new Motif XF workstation, which is the latest and largest in the, in their workstation line. Uh, It's got more than twice the internal wave ROM of the previous XS. Model at 741 megabytes. There's also 2 gigabytes of optional flash flash wave mem- mem- memory that you can um, install into the machine that allows you to load almost instantaneously any of the samples that you've got in there. And those samples can be ones you've made yourselves, like loops, maybe backing vocals, things that you might want to run a show from this keyboard, which you can also play the sounds as well. Uh, it could possibly be anything of the custom libraries that are starting to come out for it. It's got 1,664 voices, 97 drum kits, 128 megabytes of on Onboard volatile sample RAM, which comes as standard, which means you can sample into it because it is basically a sampling engine. Uh, there's Yamaha integrated digital mixer that includes reband, three band EQ for each part, eight dual insertion effects, two system effects, to USB recording. There's a whole bunch of stuff that this has to offer. And for those of you who need a large keyboard to kind of run the show from or as a major part of your uh, live or studio setup, we do recommend that you check out the Motif XF. Uh, to do that, go to Sonicstate.com forward slash Yamaha because will redirect people through to um, their site, uh, through us, and they'll be able to measure just how great and uh, fabulous we are, which, of course, we we like to maintain that we are. So thank you once again to the Yamaha.co.uk. SonicState.com forward slash Yamaha is the URL to check out. Um, that was the balloons rising, which I'm guessing, is that the end of the film where he gets pulled into the sky with a huge flurry of uh, helium balloons?
2: That's correct. Yeah, that's a yes. beautiful
1: shot, isn't it? It's really, one it's thing incredible. that reminds me of, that. It, it's sort of almost black, the way that it's shot, it's very cleverly done because it's almost totally black and white, but the balloon is so, so red. I wonder mm-hmm. if they colourised it afterwards or whether that's just the, the brilliance of the cinematography. What do what you think,
2: Matt? <clears throat> it was, was it always... Uh... I think it was always um black and white I mean I'm sorry, I think it was always color mm. I imagine. Yeah, it was all,
4: always color I, I don't. I don't personally think there was any um uh, colorization in that, but I might be wrong i mean total mm. total tech head uh, um, editors might be able to tell tell me different, but um it was six i think it was shot in sixteen mil okay. um, which is is you know it's such such a weird co- um color you get there anyway, and of course, depending on the lighting and everything right um, yeah. I don't
1: know. So, um, mm. I wanted to ask you also, Tara, because I've been following you on Twitter, um, which of course we should plug as well. Twitter.com forward slash, is it Tara Bush? It does one word.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: uh-huh. not that you need any more followers. You've got too many. <laughs> Let's have some. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you do, but I did notice that you've been, um, sending out a kind of quite a lot of information about you getting into Ableton Live. Is that something yeah. you used for this or were you, what, what was your kind of creative, uh, tools? Tell us a bit about I use,
2: that. I actually did this and I, I scored it to picture and logic. And um, I've only just started using Ableton, I-, I guess, maybe about a month ago. I kind of go back and forth with it because um, when I get, um, you know, ideas, I want to get them down really quickly. So I just go into Logic instead and just get them out. And um, yeah. it takes it's going to take a little bit of time for me to really come to grips with Ableton. But it's really um, something that I'm u- using for live performance at the moment and not so much for composing. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I was using, um, logic quite a bit with that. And, um, you probably noticed a lot of Mellotron samples, which is did. The, the Emtron Pro is all over that. Dave,
1: time. over to you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that wouldn't, it? yeah. I, Cause I, I, I really, um, really wanted to experiment a lot with using Mell- Mellotron sounds combined with, um with real uh, with real flutes which i did a lot of that and do you um, play flute yeah ah
1: okay right right right
2: yeah i was a total band dork in school so (laughs) yeah i um yeah flute and i did um of course my my favorite thing is um uh lots and lots and lots of vocal arrangements. So I did I blended a lot of the Mellotron choir with my own vocals and things like that. So I just thought the the Melotron was absolutely perfect for this film. So yeah, I used it, a lot of that. Um I used a lot of the oddity too. Um yeah and then what a about lot the of piano? stuff I had a the, the
1: piano music. there's a beautiful acoustic piano in there what was Yeah what was that what was
2: that that that's actually um that's logic it's uh, a toy piano sample that I had ah. and I took two two of the toy piano samples and detuned one of them so it's actually two tracks of uh the EXS24 and one's detuned and one isn't so Oh brilliant and then I think I ran that through the guitar uh the guitar amp pro in logic as well and put a load of <laughs> spring reverb on it as well. So I just yeah, it was um a lot of that. Um I used the um the Moger Foger 104 Z delay an awful lot. I um put my vocals live through that, which is um in that uh that first clip that you played, there's a lot of um a lot of uh let's see. Time bending going yeah, on. Yeah, I heard that
1: too. That, towards, that yeah. sort of and it, it's weird because uh, can I just is somebody uh, making a cup of tea in the background there with the mic open? Because um, if you're on the speed, the the input for the from the <laughs> from the actual Mac, it's going to bring that up. Who's who's making the tea? Mm, I'm not. Okay. No.
2: Nope. Nope. <laughs> the
1: is made. Confess, Dave.
4: <laughs> no, I'm it's on mute. Confess that's making the tea. It's obviously away from the microphone. Actually, it might have been me.
1: Ah, Mark, you troublemaker. <laughs> I
4: thought uh-huh. my
6: microphone was muted because mm-hmm. I was uh, listening to you on speaker.
1: So ah, that, that right.
6: was me actually loading the dishwasher. Sorry. I thought addiction.
1: there was some crockery involved. I thought loading I heard some plates.
6: I think it must have unmuted itself. I, I don't dare say.
1: I must have been. Must have been that's phantom.
6: I'll be quiet again. I'm very <laughs> sorry. That's all right.
1: So uh, that's really interesting. So you've worked mostly in the box with this because it sounds, it yes, sounds very yes. electromechanical in If that's, you know, in, in, in a good way. And that's sort yeah, of. Yeah, I was
2: kind of going for that. I was going for some, I, I'm really into like the sort of, um, Pocket Symphony kind of vibe, you know, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, it was def- definitely in the in the box inside of the imagination kind of thing. So I wanted it to feel very contained yet orchestral. Sure. So yeah, I, I think you did a great job actually kind of because it ar- does it does up,
1: sound. But- I thought there would be more acoustically recorded stuff in there from what you're saying, but it sounds like you've done quite a lot of stuff in the box or a great deal Lots it in of the... software.
2: Yeah, I did uh, the, for the parts that, um, that were done in Los Angeles, uh, when I s- still had all my gear, um, which is all of our, all of our gear is actually in North Carolina at the moment, but um for the first half of of making the score, I did use a lot of the Farfisa compact deluxe, which is um i, I always ah. like to put that through my um my moog low pass filter. It sounds really, really good through that, and I, um
1: I thought I heard some also... some uh, compact organ in there somewhere I know yeah, you're a that's fan. my
2: that's my baby yeah oh. I, I use it with that and also with the uh with the moog delay. Um, there's a really nice little trick you can do that you um, put the resonance way, way, way up on the on the low pass filter, and then control the cutoff with a foot pedal, and run it into the farfisa, and it just makes this beautiful screechy nastiness that's just lovely. So. Um, yeah, so I did, did use the Farfisa an awful lot and, um, the Pro One synth a lot.
0: Right. And then we just, we
2: had to, yeah. And then we had to drop those off in the States, but hopefully we'll get them back again. But the last half of it, a lot of it was done in the box or with stuff that, um, I recorded knowing that I wasn't going to have it and then had the files kind of ready to go. So, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. It's kind of, kind of a, a big mix of digital and analog, which is. Surely, where I come from so. well exactly it's yeah. the hybrid thing yeah. uh, uh, absolutely
1: so will you be when you're um uh, working on kind of doing it live are you going to be- tr- are you going to be using ableton, do you think to kind of
0: work yes that? right definitely,
2: definitely, yeah um yeah, ableton's really cool, of course, because you know the they say that you can you know it's a it's a means of playing your computer like an instrument, but it's um for me it's something. Where I really actually have a lot of fun um, using effect sends in it right now and stuff like that, and I do a lot of sample triggering and stuff because, again, I'm not, I'm not what I would term myself as a quote unquote musician as far as um, you know, full on keyboard player and all of that. Sure. So, you know, we do do a lot of triggering. I do play keyboards, but you know, not in a way that um, I feel comfortable carrying the whole set. You wouldn't hire yourself that.
1: out as a keyboard player necessarily.
2: Hell no. <laughs> I know where you're coming singer, from yes. there. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm certainly more comfortable with uh, you know, keeping it electronic as far as that goes. So, so
1: I mean and there's quite a lot of mood going on. I mean you can't kind of escape there's the Moog Fest and the Moog Voyager XL all coming up. Um, do you have any thoughts oh. on any of that stuff? I mean it's kind of quite a milestone really, isn't it? 40 years since it all came into to being. Yeah,
0: that's pretty
2: pretty amazing, you know. It's um, Gosh, well, Moog Moogfest looks like it's going to be a, a really big, gorgeous amount of fun. Some great, great bands pay, playing and stuff like that. And the XL looks like something that I would really, really want. L- love, love to, love to, to
1: afford to, one day.
2: <laughs> love to afford one, but something, something semi modular like that, if you can call it that. I suppose you could. Yeah. Um It just looks absolutely gorgeous. Because I was, I was tempted to get a Voyager and get some of. Um, get one of the uh, CP-251s.
1: Breakout box thing, yeah.
2: And the uh, break, yeah, but it's... um. That kind of seems a bit more, you know, a bit more contained and a bit more progressive. And I'm, I'm always into embracing new stuff. So I, I'm really interested in that. But I'm also interested to see where I'll get five grand from. <laughs> so
1: yeah, but I too. just, I
2: just love <laughs> how I love. How.
1: <laughs> well, I hope the fee from this show will go uh, to some way towards, um, <laughs> towards getting both. you there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Both <laughs> dollars. Yeah.
1: But, yeah both so, dollars.
4: So, na- so now Tara needs to find five uh, five thousand five hundred grand because it's costing us.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if anyone saw. Rich very kindly posted the link to uh, Ableton Video. They just announced some amp sims in uh, Ableton that they've done in conjunction really? with SoftTube, which um, sounded okay. kind of cool. Uh, I, Rich, you probably had a bit more time to check out. The con- uh, uh, um, I posted the news item. I'm sorry I didn't put a credit on there yet, Rich. I will do it as soon as I've put, that, um, put oh, the show to bed. Matter. But um, that's something that's quite interesting because in, in terms of Ableton, that kind of warming up... Up kind of saturation thing has been a little bit missing. Would anyone agree? Do you think that's a good addition?
2: I, I I've had a hard time finding that in there so far, so that that's kind of cool. But again, I'm not I, I'm not wildly knowledgeable about Ableton. So,
1: well, Rich, I mean, what um what do you think? I mean, you brought it to my attention, and I, I'm guessing you probably had a little chance to to sort of say what you think and have a listen.
5: Well, I did. Um, first of all, I do rough things up in Ableton, and I tend to use. Mm-hmm. Boxes, uh, either their normal Overdrive plugin or boxes outside of the Ableton realm like uh, Guitar Rig or Pod Farm. But I did download 8.2 this morning, loaded it up, put up one of uh, Howie Scar's wonderful uh, synth arpeggiator things from Zebra 2 and started hauling out their new Guitar Amp plugin. And I must tell you, I was disappointed. Um, in particular, I was disappointed with the speaker cabinet emulation. The amp head emulation was okay, but it reminded me more of the ones I don't like, like Amplitude, than it reminded me of the ones I do like, like the ones I just mentioned. Right. Um it's usable. I could find I could see myself dragging them out and roughing up some synths with them a little bit. I'm not uh-huh. sure about that speaker thing though. It was really dark. Every setting on that speaker emulation is too dark for me okay well, i will have to sound... check that out
1: okay. one thing i did um, like about it was the the fact that there is a, at least some kind of graphical representation not just four knobs or eight knobs or six knobs i like the fact that you there's something that you can visually lock into and go yeah and i, I that's the one thing that i find missing a little bit from ableton it's a bit uh, the, the interface is you know the, the clip triggering stuff great but the actual devices and things it's quite hard to tell what you've got on what because it's just no real yeah. differentiation yeah.
5: that's fair. It's fair. But I do, I really do like using the program. It's a lot mm. of fun.
1: But I'm guessing, I mean, for things like, because um, we I've been looking at the Ableton uh, instrument packs, the partner instruments, and a lot of the things that are built, you know, for for sounds from waveforms, from sample libraries, can now use that in kind of making up the larger patches. And that's got to be a good thing. I mean, Dave, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that. Would that be something that that, you know, means a bit more now?
0: Uh, do you know
3: what? Sorry, I wasn't listening.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we held you there.
3: <laughs> I'm gl- I appreciate uh, your honesty. Yeah, sorry. Um, oh dear.
1: The Ableton Live stuff. I was just wondering about that. Um, about what you thought about the amps, the amp, the the new amps. Have you had a chance to check that
3: out? No, I haven't. I only got. Uh, was it? Did Rich send the link through this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, busy.
1: Oh, well, never mind. Uh, I, I haven't got the tumbleweed ready. I could have played it there, couldn't I, from our, our, our tumbleweed oh, moment from Howard I
3: oh, Just <laughs> out of curiosity, sort of my head.
1: what were you doing at that point? Were you researching YouTube for um, Benny Hill Dancers? I was
3: actually looking up the French films,
1: Bizarrely, Ah, that. you got off on one of those tangents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: oh, boy.
5: <laughs> yeah, French, what French kind of French my- films?
3: Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he found got- himself
5: on <laughs> some porn sites almost instantly.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish. <laughs> no, it's weird. You're <laughs> so saying about you. the Red Balloon. I'm going to dig myself out of the hole now. You're saying about the Red Balloon. I saw it uh, when I was a teenager and absolutely loved it. And as a result, I went and researched loads of French films and started watching a load of French films, and two of which became my favourite, which is Jean de Florette and Manon de Source. So I was just kind of revisiting those on Wikipedia.
1: Weren't they? Uh, aren't <laughs> the John and uh, Manon de Source Aren't they two of their own series? Aren't they? They connect, yeah, They're yeah. connected, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, Gerard Depardieu, in fact,
3: exactly. One of yeah. his first.
1: Wasn't that one of his first big roles? Played a hunchback. Yeah, yeah. Does he play a hunchback? Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Brilliant. But I don't know My where it comes.
1: Where it comes from? Manon Sauce, Yes, I, I seem to remember that being quite good. Uh, <laughs> Red walks in the chat room. Monsieur Hulot. Who can forget that? <laughs> I'm not sure that I I remember they were quite, they were very um, technicolor, weren't they? Sort of vivid colors and sort of, uh, they were, what is it about French films and no dialogue?
3: And that was a really interesting thing with the red balloon. I think the cinematography got to me as a teenager and that's when I started to kind of really look at films from that vibe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so intense. It really is.
2: Definitely. Definitely.
1: Mark, do you get a chance to check out these uh, Ableton amps?
6: I haven't had a chance to
1: do that at all, no, sorry. Okay, all right then, well, I'll, I'll scrub that <laughs> for the time being. Did anyone get a chance to check out the audio impression stuff?
2: Yeah. The audio impressions stuff. That's oh, the yeah. string. I,
1: I think we should do that, because that is... Awesome. Oh, yeah. i wanna, I want to play that i'm gonna, so i 'm going to just play a little clip this is we 're moving on to another topic which i 'm guessing um, Tyra may well interest you as well because it's you know it 's designed at film score people so uh, please do mm. um, let me see if i 'll get it to play without the the beach the balloon because
0: uh,
1: i've got it 's not a red balloon on my mac it 's a multicolored balloon <laughs> With, oh. uh, which it signifies something bad is going to happen, but here it comes. That's just awesome. That is uh, the sound of um, Audio Impressions Divisi, the se- uh, 70 Violins, which is, I know we, we've kind of been following them um, from uh, for, for quite some time, because they've basically been working on this for an awfully long time, basically, and it's, it's, they, it's, it's by a chap called Chris Stone, who's uh, uh, an L.A. Uh, scoring composer. He did a load of stuff. He worked on um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, all sorts of things. He's a really interesting guy, and, uh, and he's got like a million-dollar mic collection. He's got loads. A really interesting thing. and that was I think it was him actually playing that in one take on this Divisi, um 70 Violins Divisi instrument, and the whole thinking behind the way that he works uh, that th- this has been brought about is because most sample-based instruments will have, you know, you play one note of 30 violins playing a note, and then you play another one, then you got 60 violins, it doesn't work properly, it's not authentic. And the way that he's got this engine that actually divides the notes you play up intelligently amongst the sections of an orchestra uh, adding to that as well this really incredible um, acoustic space simulation and Mike Bleed makes this thing just sort of really very believable and real and if uh, you go to the site there's all sorts of stuff you know testimonials from people going I can't believe it's, it's not a real orchestra and all that stuff and it's just it's finally um, come to market because it's been it's been seven years in the making I mean I think we first saw it maybe th- well five years ago now maybe we filmed something and it was like uh, they were selling it in the box and it was just an inc- you had to buy a supercomputer. That the issue is now because the Macs have reached Core i7s, you can bung this thing on its own computer, which is not an unusual situation for film composers. It's available now. It's 1500 bucks. I mean, Rich, you're kind of um, you you sounded kind of quite interested in this. I and mean, is it? What do you think?
5: It's pretty pretty darn realistic, isn't it? Stunning is the first word that comes to mind that that they were able to get such a range of articulations and. Performance realism out of a real time controller scenario was incredible to me. Just incredible. I was really blown away. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Anybody else gone through their video? The videos are just stunning. Yeah, there's a whole set of well worth checking
1: the demos out. They really are quite, um, quite astonishing. I mean, it did strike me that perhaps you would need to know quite a lot about orchestration to be able to get the most from it. But I guess you do if you're having to do that anyway, um, Dave. With, I heard with you. Any
3: string library
1: you <laughs> helps
3: you, you know. Yeah. Well, all of those audio clips from the one product, is it?
1: Yes. Uh, I think uh, maybe the first one had some brass in it as well, which I don't think is. But I think they're working on other instruments. Chris has got a whole stuff, re- a load of stuff ready to roll out using this technology, so that it's properly implemented. So you get the 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 the, the, the stuff. And it's, uh, that's okay. the thing that's sort of so amazing. I mean, once now he's got it absolutely spot on. I think it's based on a contact engine, um, but it's got some other layer for yep. distributing the actual notes properly to the various different sections of the orchestra.
3: Yeah, okay. I believe. In which case, but, it's good value.
1: But the other thing, the other thing they were saying was, um, you know, quite a lot of those pieces were, in fact, one take with maybe one MIDI overdub. So, somebody was playing it, all those articulation live, and then they might have done another one, which was, you know, some of the, I think that last piece, there's some quite articulated cello or viola stuff going over it with slides and what have you, which had to be done as a separate, um, uh, you know, a separate take. So, I mean, pretty impressive. I mean, if you've, uh, we've filmed Chris a number of times, and he's very, very good at playing this stuff. I mean, he's, uh, he's it's $1,500. So, it is an expensive product. And you are going to need to run it on a computer, you know, dedicated computer. But that's not unusual. I mean, it really isn't. $1, $1.
4: dollars for that, is, I think, is really good value. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible yeah.
1: When you kind of get to the situation yeah. where, you know, I mean, how much does a string session cost? With, yeah. with like 20 string <laughs> players. I would, I
2: would totally go yeah. for that. So that. I think it would be great to use with other stuff, too. It just sounds wow. amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you definitely wouldn't get it just because you fancy trying it out. I mean, you really need need <laughs> to have it, wouldn't you, at that price? Um, a Kiwi fan uh, was Steve in the chat room, who's uh, very on the ball for this time in the morning. For him, uh, the uh, LA Scoring Strings is also a really good string library. Um, those of you who've mm-hmm. been following the Robbie Bronneman um, um, Studio Log stuff that we've been doing, he's been using those, and they just sound absolutely brilliant um, mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I think it's the articulations that they've got are kind of unusual. Mark, um, I'm guessing this probably isn't in your world, but did you appreciate the uh, the quality?
6: Well, it might be in my world. I'm still looking for a, uh, a sound source for the open boat orchestra, so if that turns out to be something that I can use for rendering what comes off the boat and make it sound like a believable orchestra, even though it might be playing some very unusual things, it might be really cool to use for that.
1: Well, that's interesting. I, the idea of... Because, I mean, I suppose half of the... I'd I hesitate to use it with the artifice of these things, is the skill in playing them like they are the instruments they're intended. Whereas if you kind of mess things up a little bit and throw some spanners in the work, you might get some really interesting results because it's this thing is such a real-sounding ensemble.
6: Yeah, well, it's long been a dream of mine to mess some, mess some things... What did you just say? Mess some things up and throw some spanners in the work with a real... Orchestra. So I'd love to stand in front of a real orchestra with a score that would make them scratch their heads a bit, but it yeah. uh, could Oops. possibly create sounds that... You know,
1: Someone's typing very, very hard at the moment.
6: Evan. <laughs>
1: what was that? I'm not sure what I we're doing. Do <laughs> it sounds like there's a. It sounded like there's some sort of a. It sounded like a small kangaroo hopping across a that keyboard be, and pausing I'm at sorry, times. That
6: could be that the percussion you. section for my tea making earlier. Then yes, maybe we could tell to. That, that sounded like a very guilty terror bush. Then. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> the next door neighbour started drilling a was, hole in the wall.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, excellent! Just, it's all going off. To <laughs> see my <poop> part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <go>. Well. <laughs> No, Fat is your
1: friend. Well, I, well, I'm sure we can cope. We just need to kind of. Uh, we just. I'm not sure we can hold it together. But uh, yeah, brilliant. This is uh, audio impressions. Chris Stone, a very interesting chap. Um, very, very energetic. Kind of got lots and lots of. Um, big projects under his belt, and I think he's coming over to the UK. He said, because uh, he contacted me last night to tell me that this was out and I w- do I want to check it out, and I think he's going to come over and we might be able to get the chance to shoot something else with him, and he's, but he's got, because he worked back in the day with uh, Ron Perlman and all these kind of guys on, on ARPs, and, you know, it's, it's sort of, he's a very interesting, all-round composing kind of guy, but he's, uh, yeah, very so hopefully we'll, we'll get some, something on the go with him, which would be really, really cool, so audio impressions, please do check them out. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, Tara, is uh, what, what, uh, what other stuff are you working on aside from this? I mean, is your main focus now to try and work in the world of, um, uh, of film scores? Uh, and actually, the other question was, how did you get the discipline to give this uh, a feel? Because obviously you weren't working to anybody else's desires or needs, so in some ways you are able to do exactly what you wanted, which is not the freedom lots of people get very often, I suppose. Yeah, that's...
2: Uh, well, it's... Um... I guess the the upside of us uh being being indie artists is that we just kind of um I I really wanted to do something that I felt was a bit out of my depth musically as well right. and just something really different that was going to challenge me and I I always have to do that. I don't I, a comfort zone makes me actually makes me quite frightened. So the 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 and it just also but at the same time it felt really natural to want to do film stuff. So I mean what we're doing now though is um Something that's a little bit more, well, a little less categorizable, right. um, if that's a word. Um, well, Math and I are working on a new um, audiovisual art project, if oh, you okay. can call it that. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, Math, you describe it. You're so much better at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, That's Math. true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. I'm so much better. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
2: well, Unfortunately, that's He's got the, That's articula- the only thing. <laughs> articulation going on. <laughs> so- Thank you, Tara. Oh, yeah. Really. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, well, obviously,
4: because we're, we're both involved in, um, you know, Tara's heavily involved in music and and, and me more film. Um, I, I've never really considered myself a, a musician, though. I kind of like bounced around the, the edge of the music industry an awful lot with record labels and, and you know, writing and releasing stuff. But, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, not a musician. I'm not, I don't have a love of music. Like, I mean, I, I do love music. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have that, that love of music like uh, Tara does. And like a lot of friends of mine have the record label I used to run um, in the UK, Plastic Rego, which was uh, electronica dance music. Um, the people I ran it with just were absolute. Music geeks and love music so much. Literally, I don't think, I think they probably all of them would die if they didn't have a day without music. I can go for literally, honestly can go for months without listening to any music whatsoever. It's not that I don't love it. Um, it's just that it's not that part of part of my life. I, I'm, I can't go any period of time without watching movies. I love, love, love movies and I watch them constantly and I love the visual side. So Tara and I have decided that we're going to sort of do something properly together. The thing, the thing that's the problem with the music industry and the and film industry, I'll try and cut this short. Honestly, is that the music industry is 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 music led, and you, um, uh, pop videos and so forth, um, and um, pop promos are basically visual stuff. Plus, you know, stuck on the end of of music, you know, you get presented with a song and you have to go and make some visuals for it. Sometimes that comes a little earlier. Even sometimes that the band. Will have an idea of the kind of visuals that they wanted to 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 go with it, but that's about the extent of it. The same with the film industry: someone writes a script, you film, and then you add a score onto the end of it. Sometimes it happens a little earlier. There's there certainly precedents for that when you look back at um, Sergio Leone and, and Ennio Morricone doing all the uh, spaghetti westerns. Right, they work quite closely together with with um, the the concept of the score. And while the script was was going on, so Sergio Leone would, would send um, uh, Marconi the uh, um, uh, parts of the script and just say, "Hey, look you write a little piece for that." Um, and I loved that idea. I mean, I love those films, it's the music to those films, and the, the the way the music and the visuals and the story work together is just incredible. Um, so Tara and I thought, "Well, look, let's let's literally write a score and a movie together." Ah, okay. Um, so that literally, when we're writing the score, where we we start from one simple concept, and we write a score and a movie together, and um, it, it plays off from each other. So literally, we are you know writing in in in, in sync. Um, so we call it um, Synchronica um, with a K because there's a
0: all right okay I got you. There's yep, a program
4: yep. called Synchronica <laughs> with a C or something that like Microsoft <laughs>
1: Yeah, probably best then.
4: I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, we'll you, back we'll see off me, with that
4: one. Yeah, you'll see me in prison in a, in a couple of months. But, um,
2: but
0: yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, we re-
4: yeah, yeah. We, we genuinely wanted to, um, uh, to, to do something like that, which I think is, it's taking, it's for, for me to an extent, though there are certain precedents for this, um, set. It's not like it's the, I'm not claiming it's the most original thing that's been done, but I think it has an element of originality to it. Uh-huh. Um, and um, it's something that I think would be great. Also, the, the concept is also then to perform it live. Obviously, not not the film, um, but certainly to perform the music, it with an right. orchestra,
0: oh, a, yeah, oh, a mini right. orchestra,
4: okay. um, yeah. and uh, and see if we can get that working incre- in, incredibly well. So, so how, um, just just
1: as yeah. a question, how how will the workflow? Because obviously, I mean, generally, visuals or, or one, visuals or audio might take. Kind of disproportionately Absolutely. longer to complete than, than than each other. So how do you how do you how will you advance the project that based on that, or do you have to set yourself some strict criteria to work to?
0: Well, I th-
4: well yeah. I mean, I think we do to an extent. I mean, in terms of in terms of um, uh, the, the, the the early part, I think what we really are doing sketches. Obviously, you're creating you have a concept, you're creating a um, uh, a treatment, and you're creating uh, little musical sketches that will go together very much so that when certain pieces are being filmed you very much have that in your in your head right. when you're filming that so you really are effectively writing something um, with a, with a with a score at the same time and then when you're filming you already have that score in your mind so you're not you're mm. not literally filming right. something and going going to find something that fits it afterwards or writing something that fits it afterwards it's already fit mm. so that when you're filming that you know what you're filming to and you've scored to the to the to the you know f- effectively to the um, script and um, you've scripted to the score right. and therefore you're filming to the score so so, it, so there should be some some something working really well between the two it sounds like Unless it's it, kind yeah. of
1: hard for yeah. this to, to drop to drop the sync points and to, for that
5: it sounds quite a challenge well I, I if I understand the process you just described, it makes film a very music centric place
4: I think it this mm-hmm. would would do, yes. I think yeah. it's, and um, have
5: you ever met a film director who does that, or who is interested in doing that?
4: Um, no, I, I haven't.
5: Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure.
4: Uh, I, I know that there are there, there are certainly, I mean, there are definitely uh, directors out there that are um, take very seriously the score to a movie, and they they do have that in mind. I just, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not claiming that every every film director just goes out shoots something and goes, hey let's get some guy from the music department to check some sure. you know they got our track over the end of it. I mean, there some, obviously that does get, does happen. Um, but, um, you know, there's some incredible film directors that really understand incredibly well what they're doing with, with score. And they work very closely with, with those people. Uh, we, you know, they're, uh, amazing things that happen. So, but I just think this is taking it maybe another step or two further, um, to see if yeah. you really can marry those two things together. Um, you know, it's a piece of art, you know, right. Period. And then but the, the whole
1: thing will result in a performance. And then presumably you can archive that and have a kind of record of yes. how Oh, sounds very interesting. I mean, it, it's going to yeah, be I, I, it sounds like it's going to be quite a challenge. And, um, you know, as you said, Tor-
5: I recently did hear of a case where a director vested that level of trust in a composer, allowed him to write the entire score and then shot his movie to the score that had been written. Once, wow, that's, that's in the history of yeah, movies, I have really heard cool. of this happening
4: <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but we're, we're not talking about writing a score and then shooting to that score. It, it really is a you know a totally a, a you know a game of ping pong. You know, you're going back and forth and back and forth right. with this. But certainly, you will have it in your it very much in your mind when you're when you're shooting. Right, so,
1: I mean, essentially, you're making some art that plays to both your strengths and kind of gives you the opportunity to do what Absolutely.
4: you do or or killing each other.
1: Oh, well, Mark! Um, actually, a... that's a, that's a, um. It
2: Mark... should be again a great movie.
1: Yeah, Mark Tindley. So <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark in the t- in the chat room says, um, "You say that? Well, I could. T- I could you can tell me now. Wally was shot from the sound up. I think you might be right there. Actually, I think it was scored. Yeah, the
6: film Wally. Yeah. And he... Oh wow! Of
1: course. And well, it was built the from sound... the sound design, wasn't it? Because it had to be. Because yeah. it was so such a sound the world.
6: Design. They designed the sound of the robots first, so the people who were drawing went to the sound design guy and said, we've got this idea for this robot, what do you think it might sound like? And the guy came up with the sound.
0: Mm. And then they
6: kind of went away and drew something based on what they'd heard. The sound of it. And that's if you buy the Wally DVD. It's either on the second disc, I think, as an extra piece. There's about a 30-minute movie about the sound design of that film. It's really interesting. That no, that's,
4: that sounds. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. I, I must confess, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that, so um, I will do. But I, I so know the creation
1: kids. of the world. I, in fact, there's. I mean, that's the one thing that's that that is still great about DVDs. Those little extras. I remember there's a really good one <laughs> in the. Uh, uh, this is going a bit off piece, but uh, the Master and Commander, the um, Patrick O'Brien um, movie. There's a little film about the sound design and how they recorded the sound of cannons and all that. So it's just, I love all of that stuff. I'm a big fan of the whole concept of sound design, but that's kind of going away a little from what you were saying. But it sounds like it's going to be a really good project. I mean, When, when are you hoping to be able to perform Red Balloon then, do you think? I mean, have you got, have you got mm-hmm. a, something to aim for?
4: when i yeah. get up enough courage to... <laughs>
1: well i'd like to say cool. that uh, pascal was an avid listener of the show but i'd of course be lying through my teeth
4: yeah. <laughs> if anyone if anyone speaks really good french get them to uh, um, give me a shout I, I i yeah that might be just in case you know i just want to pick up the phone and the the guy speaks in french to me my french is terrible
1: yeah if, he, if he's parisian that's not a good that's not a good start with any parisian really
0: yeah, yeah. you
2: have had it
1: yeah it'd be even that, worse but... if i talk so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe you should just phone him up and leave little snippets of the recording that you've made on his answer phone sort of randomly over yeah, a period yeah. of months and then when you phone him up he'll have he'll have this kind of um subconscious uh, connection with it and you'll be able to just it'll be easy
2: or he'll be in a padded cell
5: <laughs> right. with, with his pit bulls <laughs> protecting him.
4: Can sure. I just answer one of the one of the questions on um, uh, someone's written down here? Um, it, somebody said, uh, "Would there be speech?" Trust me, one te, um, and yeah, there would be dialogue in the film as oh, well. Okay. Um, we we, ha- we have thought of actually had, having potentially some of that dialogue played out live as well, but I don't want it to turn it into like a theatre production. Do you no. know what I mean? Sure. Uh, my my fear is that it's going to yeah. become too too arty, and it's going to end up, um, you know, looking like something from the kids from fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and I, you know. and I,
2: No one's, no one's I don't be wanna... wearing leotards. <laughs> only, oh, only if you
4: God cut the God sleeves
1: on. off
6: your jumper and wear them on your ankles. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wear a headband. You could get Bruno <laughs> in to do the keyboards live.
6: Hey.
2: Well, yeah, le- oh, leg God. warmers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't why? Bruno,
6: those
2: Oh, fantastic! Love the 80s. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean it was it's it will be interesting because we're um we're kind of blurring the disciplines that we both both love I suppose and it's um I see it as kind of um as it coming out as um a project that's very specific to Maff and I too yeah. just our 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 situation together and it it should be it should be really fun, you know. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cuz it's not too far removed from how we create anyway because we're constantly um, you know, we'll be be driving up the road or in the coffee shop, and like, oh god, I got an idea. I got to write this down. Do you have some of the like? Our lives are like that all the time. So oh, okay. I, it, it'd be interesting to take it further, and you know, we've always. It's, just something we've always wanted to do and i I think it'll be great so have
1: you it seems like there's a bit of a creative outpouring now that you've actually kind of come to this side of the world is that is that something that's just been waiting to happen or is it just new stimulus or i mean what's what's the or is it easier because life is perhaps a little slower i mean how would you why would you what would you attribute it to
2: um my my ability to concentrate is much better over here um we we were in in los angeles for a while and i love los (laughs) angeles but (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't concentrate there to save my life. You know, he finished. Seriously.
0: It was Holford insane. Lane,
2: Lane, right? Yeah. And um, I just really, really couldn't write. I couldn't. I, I wrote maybe two songs in a year or something like that. It was just ridiculous. So we we just kind of um. it was it was a bunch of different factors, like some family stuff as well. So we just popped over here and sure. it's um. it's just it's I, can, working I can totally concentrate here. Yeah. It's all down to my concentration. So. You know, oh, I, I don't yeah. think I'm, I don't think either of us are short of ideas. It's just, we have to, you know, get the focus. So well, I can, I, I can of-
1: certainly, uh, I can certainly get, get on board with that concept. I mean, we're all, you know, yeah. I mean, and also when you're busy, I mean, we're all busy people. So it's kind of, it's hard. They have to be fairly strong and fairly insistent ideas to sort of make it to the top of the list. Don't they generally?
4: Yeah.
2: If, yeah. if you've got a lot of other Definitely. stuff going on. Hmm. For sure. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah. LA was wonderful, but um, uh, there were days when literally we'd, we'd, we'd have a whole day with a helicopter, effectively oh, yeah. parked a, a apartment, and police cars, a gunman.
2: Yeah. screeching
4: around, and <laughs> around, and that we were like, you know, we were in a kind of a nice area, and we we're in Los Feliz, so uh, right or Los Feliz, as they, as they call that'd it. Be, there. That'd
6: be great if you were trying to write rap, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah maybe that's it yeah. or, yeah, you were just yeah. fishing in the wrong pond
0: yeah <laughs>
2: so, i mean after after the 10th the time that i rec- you know got got excited and decided to record the police siren how novel you know after it uh <laughs> after you know you're there for three years and it happens every day like yes i've got a fucking recording of it so <laughs> i don't want it
0: anymore Beep.
1: oh sorry i was just sorry. a bit slow there <laughs> fine <laughs> okay well um i much appreciate you, you asked
6: uh, that with a with a police
4: siren. There. I could, no, but I, I, not
1: in the live stream. But it doesn't matter, and uh, we're all grown we about here.
4: rapping, and Terry got into a rap mode then. Ah, I, sure. I, I, can, I, I can beep
2: it with my monotron. Hold on. Can you hear
4: that? I did. Yeah, you got the monotron. Excellent.
1: It sounds like R2D2 down Skype, doesn't it? Ah. Oh. There. Like <laughs> chirping. It sounds like a friendly robot.
2: There, it is friendly. Okay.
1: Did you use it I, in the score it. at all? The called monotron. Just no, slip I, it didn't, in.
2: I didn't have it at that point. Uh, so, I, yeah, it's a great, great little thing.
1: Well, I, I think we're heading towards the kind of uh, the, the the drawing sta- the, the the closing stage of the show. I don't know if anybody has any questions to add or ask before we chip off because I know um, um, we've been talking to Tara Math here, and um, perhaps some of you had, uh, uh, have just been listening. But if you'd like to, if there's anything you'd like to add, please chip in now. Otherwise, I'll do the introductions if that's such
0: well, a word.
4: While, I, while while we're here, I've just had an email through from uh, Moogfest. Um, Saying that uh they've confirmed Terra's flights, so Terra's going to be playing live at moogfest,
0: oh cool mm-hmm. oh. yeah
4: we, were, we, were waiting, we didn't really want to mention it until, until you were definite, sure but I,
2: literally,
4: oh, I, uh, I think we're allowed to, are we ago. allowed to mention it <laughs> <laughs> too late oh. folks <laughs> oh
1: that's great <laughs> great, so you're going to be doing a show there have you, uh, you what what are, you, what are yes, you going to play what are you I guess you've got to use moogs right?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's that's not too much of a stretch. I've, I've got a few little pieces. So, Excellent. Um, yeah, we're going to do that. And um, a few yeah, a few new things. And um, I'm going to play a few of the songs from Pilfisher Lane on Omnicord. And Math is going to play Fuzz Bass. And I'm really excited. Woohoo,
4: Math. Yeah. Go, Math. Yay. Yeah, that, I've, I've got the top string of the bass done. <laughs> like, I can play that. I'm That's
2: learning right. the second string there.
0: You're
4: a good bass player. That'll be, yeah, you'll, it'll
1: be cool. <laughs> Funnily enough, we got, um, Andy got a, uh, a contract through from Moogfest saying, uh, yeah, your panel's ready. Um, please just sign here and you can show up and, uh, you'll be on a panel with Craig Anderson talking about Moog in the media. Andy phoned me and go, oh, what the hell's going on here? I have no idea what, what I, I think it was an error actually wow. because, um, it's all gone very quiet since he wrote back and went, um, I'm not sure I'm the right guy for this. And, um, so. So we won't. We possibly won't see you there, but. Oh
2: uh... uh, yeah, the cat the cat's out of the bag, though. That's that, so. We're, yeah, we're we're excited. So that's fantastic.
1: Now. And what's what dates that? Just to be clear, is it the end of October?
2: Uh, math, do you know? Halloween. That's Halloween. Yeah, I'm playing on Halloween, and then um, uh, I guess I can say it. I.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah, doing yeah, a, I'm a, sure.
2: a I'm on a panel. Ah. um With with Richard Divine and um. Gosh, I can't. I I, I don't remember uh, who else is on the panel, but I just remember Richard because I've spoken to him about it and um, about uh, modern day sound sculpting.
1: Oh, cool! So, sounds like it's going to be yeah. great fun. Well, maybe so this she, is going to maybe this is going to become a yearly event, and we can uh, we can get over next time. But uh, it sounds like I kind of fun.
2: So. Yeah. I just yeah yeah I hope ho- yeah that'd be great if you could come. So you know. It's
1: well, cool. we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, um, yeah. Tara and Math, thank you very much for joining us. Of course, you can follow. We'll Tara on Twitter, Tara Bush. That's uh, T-A-R-A-B-U-S-C-H. Analogsuicide.com, all those good things. I wish you the best of luck with your uh, Red Balloon score, and we really look forward to um, having the opportunity to see that live. Um, Definitely. Great, great work. Thank you, Matt, for joining us too.
4: Pleasure. Thanks, Nick.
1: And uh, also to my other guests uh, who we have uh, here, we'll say um, thank you to Rich Hilton from uh, Connecticut, where you've been... Well, I guess, you're, are you uh, are you about
5: to head off to the studio and do great things? Well, the great things remains to be seen. But uh, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have to uh, ride herd on Sibelius a bit today and crank out some charts, and uh, I'm not quite sure what else I'll be doing. But,
1: uh, oh, so you're in scoring mode, right? I will strive for great things. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, MySpace.com/slash-Eltonius. Thank, thank you, Rich. Thank and you. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Mark Tinley as well. Thanks for joining us, Mark. I know you uh, you, you were keen to come in, and we, I'm glad we managed to hook you up.
6: I'm always keen to come in, especially if it's got anything to do with Tara. Which is, uh, I'm I'm in a a really nice <laughs> position to be able to tell you that you're one of my favourite artists.
0: Oh, thank you. That's you very kind.
6: People left, right, and centre. And a uh, lot of people I know have been listening to you and are also uh, turned on by your music. So it's really nice to be able to just say, you know, that mm-hmm. I like your music to you personally. So I'm Fantastic. quite privileged to do that. And we've all got
1: box no, sets. Some, kind, some of them, ha- some of us have opened our box sets, and some of us are keeping them. I did them
6: open up. mine. Yeah. Did you? We had wow. a. Ty- 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 you, do- do- so, you have yeah. no. We
1: have, we, I think we spent about half a podcast deliberating on whether one should open the box set or whether you should yeah. keep it. Or
2: yeah. What- see, which- this is a really important question because I know, I know, I still owe Dave an interview for GeForce, and I'm, I'm still working on it. I promise. I'm just so completely <laughs> awful with interviews. I'm terrible, but um. Uh, one of the questions was um, was for math, and I think it's really interesting that um, lots and lots of people, you know, we get. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the ratio would be, but a lot of people didn't didn't put it together, put the box set stuff together because they're f- afraid that they would mess it up. And I'm always interested to see how um how math feels about that. <laughs>
4: if, if anyone if yeah, anyone I'm messes up. I'm coming around the house. I'm beating them up. If they mess it up. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, that's yeah. why nobody's done it. You see, that's
2: what I thought. He's, he's going to throw down the hammer. I knew it.
4: It's, it's not as delicate as people think. It's really not.
2: It's, it's really durable.
4: It's not durable.
2: Don't put it in the washing machine.
4: Yeah,
1: you can't play What's it live. Terrible, maybe sorry,
6: I missed that. <laughs>
1: oh. Someone's left the Hello. room. Have we offended somebody? It's been storming. <laughs> no, East,
6: East just came and asked me something because wants cheese on toast or something. Sorry. Okay. So okay, I, I missed something you said slightly there, but
1: well, we're just figuring out whether it's durable. Dave, have you uh, have you built or have you have you preserved?
3: Uh, We've got two actually. We built one and preserved
0: the other.
1: Ah, uh, best yeah. of both worlds. Yeah, that's <laughs> See, Math. I think we probably. I think the the kind of the Sonic Talk podcast community represents a considerable percentage of the box sets sold. I know. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> have a kind so, of I... user group.
2: Anyway, we got to We'll do another one. Too. Ah, yeah,
1: yeah, excellent.
4: We've we've actually got one planned, so another podcast we'll we'll talk about that.
1: Oh, great! Well, please do. I mean, uh, w- and also, um, we've got the 200th episode coming up um sometime in ten weeks, uh, in ten cool. weeks time, and I'd really like to get some live stuff going down. So uh, it would be nice to maybe talk to you about that as a possibility. Um,
4: yes. if you're yeah, you can, in that you can have Tara playing live or we'll me playing bass. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but the
1: thing is, is we've got multi camera and live streaming, and it'll be kind of fun. So uh, that'll be yes. great. But yeah, anyway likebeing.com for Mark Tinley, and um, that also say thank you very much to Dave Spears from G Four Software for for joining us today. Thanks, Dave. Dave, thank you very much. Thanks, Matt.
3: Thanks, Tara. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, Indeed. great. And yes, thanks guys. for letting us
1: into your Pleasure. world, guys. Um, once again, uh, thanks to Yamaha for their sponsorship of the show, and uh, for all of the guys and gals in the chat room. It's been a bumper week, um, but that's because yes. that's because of you, Tara.
2: Oh golly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello hello to everyone in the chat room. Thanks for all the nice things you've said. It's very nice. Well, I've noticed a lot of nice things, so here
0: we go. Okay. <laughs>